Jalen Green on the other side. Counted his first two points of his NBA career. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, people. What's up? It's Gary. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm your host, and it is great to be with you here on this Thursday evening in Northeast Ohio. We're coming at you from the United States. I don't know where you're listening from, but I love finding out that we have listeners in Germany. Got to hear from the listeners in Germany. No, wherever you're at, uh, send me a message at Hoops and Cards on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Our Instagram handle really is that at Hoops and Cards, and we like to post stories. I've even I branched out. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm starting to do Instagram reels, and uh, that's fun, but also kind of strange to see my face on a screen, since for a while it's just been my voice. I'm Gary, the host of Hoops and Cards. Let's talk about Tyrese Maxey. You know what's funny, guys? Uh, some people ask... Hey, where do you get your content from? How do you stay in touch with what's going on in the league, the NBA, and the card market? And is and sometimes uh, I'll just admit it's a struggle. It's not always easy because there's real life going on over here. Uh, family, job, this is something I'm doing for fun, really, hoops and cards. But uh, yeah, how do I stay in touch? Sometimes that is through listening to other podcasts about the NBA like the Daily Dime on The Athletic. I get some great updates, like listening to other card podcasts, Sports Card Investor and Slab Stocks and Card Talk and NoOffSeason.com, the Sports Card Strategy Show. Love it, Paul. And Lefty McKee. I wonder if he's left-handed. Well, just Lefty is just a funny... I remember Lefty Drizel. Uh, but no, seriously, I listened to a couple of podcasts these last few days, and, and sometimes they will look back at the market and what it's done in the last week or two weeks, or month. And I just want to go ahead and say a few names that I've heard them talking about. Let's give them something to talk about. I was hearing them say names like Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Tyrese Maxey, and Laurie Markinen. And there was one other guy. I wonder if that'll come to mind. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Anthony Simons, and I'm just like, what we do at this podcast, friends, we're going to look at, at Basketball Cards 101 today. One of the basic things, categories, areas for you and for me, as a, I'm one of you. I'm not just the guy talking, not just a little download and entertain us every few days. Man, if this is where you're going for entertainment, I can't help you except to entertain you. So let's do more of it. Boom. I am I'm one of you is what I'm saying. I'm a collector. I'm an investor. I'm an NBA fan. I'm trying to figure out, even in a down market, in fact, that's why we're talking about this today, when to buy cards, when to sell cards. How do I know? How do we decide? Am I buying a card forever till death do us part? Or this is going in the time capsule? It's going in the safety deposit box? Maybe you're putting it in the vault at PWCC or eBay. You know these places that... Uh, popular card companies, now they've got vaults and they'll tell you how secure it is and how many thousands of pounds of plutonium were made to you know, fix their vaults and insure it up to $48 billion or something. Nice job on the vaults, people. It's, it's a thing, but some of us have our own vaults and maybe it's your own fireproof safe at home. Uh, but when you buy a card, 
How long are you buying it for? What are you paying for it? Where are you getting this card? The question today is going to be when to buy, when to sell. And my friends, I wish I could get on here and say, hey, look, uh, Laurie Markinen cards. The guy had 32 points again last night. He's averaging close to 25. The Utah Jazz are the talk of the league. And his 2017 Prism Silver rookie PSA 10 is just exploding. We can talk all day about the market is down, and it is. And I've said for months that it's going to be buying season for a while. And, and maybe I should have added this more clearly every time. Buying season means it ain't great to be sellers right now. Like for the most part, I'm not selling stuff because I would be taking a loss. Now, if you had bought Laurie Markinen cards a month ago, when you could have bought his Prism Silver PSA 10 for probably less than $50, and now you can't find it for less than $150. Maybe he's up to $200 yet. I don't know. There's a lot of Ks in the name Mark Markinen. Markinen. Man, I did have my coffee today. It was Starbucks Thanksgiving blend. They are not an official sponsor, but they are, a, they are an official sponsor, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm saying if I had known and told you to buy Laurie Markinen cards a month ago, y'all would be sending me like profits, commissions, and thank you, Gary, for rescuing our financial, you know, strategies with your Laurie Markinen predictions. In fact, I did a comparison on Market Movers. Shout out to the Market Movers app, marketmoversapp.com or Sports Card Investor. Guys, I, I did a comparison of a bunch of players that I think they've played well this season. I think their card values have gone in a positive direction, or I thought they might, looking at all of their PSA 10 base prism rookies. Now, are those the best rookie cards to have of those players? Not necessarily. Those are just the most popular ones. So when we talk about prism or silver prism, it's just because those are the most liquid. More people buying, more people selling. So basketball card 101 people, as we talk about buying and selling, that's why you often hear people say Prism-based PSA 10, because that's like the nicest, most popular card, right? Or PSA 10 Silver Prism. That's like the nicest, little higher-end popular card. Not necessarily the best card for you to buy. Not necessarily the best deal that's out there. It's just the most frequently sold, all right? So, so I looked at a list of players that included Donovan Mitchell playing like an MVP, Ja Morant playing well when he's been out there, Looking at Brandon Ingram, Pascal Siakam, Anthony Edwards. I know his cards have been popular the last month, but he's, man, slab stocks. You guys are so right. He's got, there's issues going on in Minnesota. I know the season's only 10 or 11 games in, but Minnesota's got issues. In fact, they're coming to Cleveland on Sunday night, and uh, yours truly will be in the house. I'm going to be at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. If any of y'all want to have a meetup session at halftime, I say let's do it. Let me know if you're going to be there Sunday night at the Cleveland Cavaliers game. It'd be fun to have a, a um, what are we, hoops and cards meet up at the Cavaliers-Minnesota T-Wolves game because Anthony Edwards, I, you know, struggle bus, drama, complaining, infighting with Cat, maybe infighting with Rudy Gobert. I don't know, go bear. Um, Anthony Edwards will have one game where he's just on fire and then another game where he's like, not. And he's complaining about the refs or he's complaining about how he can't dunk anymore because... Rudy Gobert is, and he's only 6'4", and the lane's clogged. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but I don't hear Ja Morant ever complaining. Oh, the lane is clogged because I've got Steven Adams and Santi. Like, no, Ja Morant's shorter than you, Anthony. He's dunking over everybody. You can do that. You can do it. 
you can channel your inner Anthony Simons. Guys, Anthony Simons had one of the best catch and dunk. Like, he was on the, the receiving end of an alley-oop last night. Oh, dude, he's he's an incredible young player. Uh, let me just back. I was using Market Movers. By the way, if you want to check out Market Movers, I do recommend it. I do use it. If you use the promo code Hoops and Cards, you get a discount and we get credit for it at Hoops and Cards. So use that promo code, co- promo cord, <laughs> promo code Hoops and Cards at sportscardinvestor.com for the Market Movers and Market Movers app. It is great, but it was telling me, guys, over the last 30 days and the last 90 days, that though Donovan Mitchell's cards have kind of gone up and Jalen Brown's have kind of been up and down and here and there and Luca's have kind of been stagnant and Trey Young's have kind of been a little bit down and, you know, uh, LaMelo is a little bit down because he's been out, but Laurie Markinen, those cards have been going up and up, and yes, Jeff, up and up. They've been going way up. And so if if I had, if I had picked Laurie Markinen, what I'm trying to do, people, in, in this in this time, when to buy, when to sell, we're gonna talk about that specifically. If you are looking to buy and make money on cards, first of all, realize it's a risk, right? I started buying Pascal Siakam's because he's having an MVP caliber season, and then boom, pfft, he's out for what, a week, two weeks? I start putting Damian Lillard rookies in my watch list, and I'm like, maybe I should make an offer on that PSA 9 Prism 2012. He's injured and out for like four games. Like anytime we're putting money into one player, he could get injured. Or even worse, he could (laughs) get suspended. Kyrie, he could get jiggy. I don't know what you say about Ben Simmons. Dude hasn't been injured. He's just been Ben Simmons. It's probably going to be a thing in the future, man. That guy went Ben Simmons on us. I don't know. He just didn't feel like making shots or playing basketball. So uh, all of that to say, it's always a risk. I don't play with money that I need for my family's well-being or for our own savings and education, like to pay the bills at our house. Guys, I I started with a separate small amount of money and a small pack of cards that I had from 2014. A couple of Andrew Wiggins, a couple of LeBrons, some cards I had back in the 90s, you know, and sold those on eBay, sold those on eBay, bought and sold cards, tried to buy cards. Here's the thing, when to buy? Before everybody else does. Buy Cards that you know the player, you know the product, you know what you're getting, you've looked at what the card did in the past, and then you have to decide, I'm going to buy in early. I love, guys, I love being able to hear, another thing I listened to a podcast today that said Tyrese Maxey looks like he's on track to make the all-star team. I love being able to tell people, yeah, I've been buying Tyrese Maxey since a year and a half ago, or I've been buying Darius Garland cards for more than two years. I have, I would say a lot of the profit. It's funny because I've just reinvested it in cards, but it's been from looking at players and saying, uh, this guy has, has checked off all the boxes and here at hoops and cards, like I can't guarantee you that your card values are going to go up. I'm not doing it, but I can say, here's some things that, that seem to be working or that seem to have worked for me. For example, a young player, whose rookies are affordable or cheaper than ever, 
who is getting an opportunity to score a lot, play a lot, do a lot on a team that's very impressive. Now, what's making Laurie Markkinen's cards go up? Is it Laurie's play or is it the Utah Jazz? The answer is it's both. The Jazz look for real. And maybe no one's going to say the Jazz are a playoff team until February. But what if you decided, you know what? What if they are? What if I still bought in? What if I looked and said Jordan Clarkson rookie? Sure. Laurie Markkinen rookie? Yep. Still a buy. And said, I'm, I'm banking on, <clears throat> excuse me, one of two things happening with those players. A, or one, <laughs> they get traded to a real contender. Because Utah's really going to decide to tank and rebuild and get a lot of picks. And so they're going to deal Jordan Clarkson or Michael Beasley or Colin Sexton or Laurie Markin into a real contender. Or what if they're like, hey, uh, we didn't realize we'd be this good. But we've got a lot of guys that are hungry to prove themselves and they have playoff experience and they can score a lot. And you know what? The Jazz just might be that contender. They don't need to deal anybody. They still amassed a lot of picks from the Cavaliers and from the T-Wolves. By the way, those are the two teams that I'm going to see on Sunday night at 6 p.m. The meetup, Hoops and Cards meetup at halftime, baby. I may or may not have a Darius Garland jersey shirt on. We'll see. We will see. But um, so, yeah, when to buy. And uh, it, it really is before anybody else does or early on as a player is starting to take off as a certain type of card. Autograph card, silver insert, PSA 10s. Uh, when to buy would be you've looked at the chart and the last three months of what a card like Ja Morant's PSA 10 base prism rookie has done. It's going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You're like, you know what? It's Ja Morant. So I think gradually it's just going to keep going up. I'll buy when it's down. In fact, when I'm, when I'm buying it low, I'm going to make a low offer and see what sticks. Um. Nobody is forcing you to spend and cash is still king and don't rush out to buy stuff. I know it's fun to click on a podcast and go, this guy's telling us what to buy. Like, okay, but how to buy or when to buy, that's going to take some planning. That's going to take some patience. And let me give you a for instance. Um, for example, let me talk about Tyrese Maxey for a minute. You're like, yeah, right. Like you can just talk about Tyrese for 60 seconds. We'll, we'll believe it when we see it. Well, you won't see it. You'll hear it. And it won't actually be 60 seconds. It'll be longer because it already is. But Tyrese Maxey, I have wanted, I mean, since July, maybe June, I have wanted to buy a nice autograph rookie card of Tyrese Maxey in his Philadelphia uniform. I don't want a Kentucky uniform. The, the, the pro player uniforms are worth just a bit more and they're more sought after. Some of them are cheap looking like, here's Hoops Rookie Inc. Like the, maybe, but... I've been holding out for something not ex not exquisite. I don't mean the brand exquisite. Not like the expensive cards like National Treasures or Immaculate or Impeccable or Flawless or, you know. I, I'm waiting for a, just a good conditioned optic autograph rookie of what's his cheese? Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Could I have bought one online at any point in the last three months? Yeah. Have I seen one in a price range that I feel great about paying that for? No. I've been waiting three months. I'm still waiting. And part of me is like, I actually don't have to buy. I don't have to own it. I want it. In fact, so much of this, this adventure, just not only buying and selling sports cards, being a collector is, is picking your battles and saying, you know what? Um, 
if Tyrese Maxi autograph cards had gone down, like some of the other cards in the last, you know, two months, I would have bought one by now. But instead, I've seen other cards that have been going down. Other raw cards of gradable rookies, Kobe Bryant, Giannis, Kawhi, Ja, Ant-Man. I'm talking to you, PSA, because they've got 15 of my cards right now that I said, hey, um, if they're faster at grading cards, that's a way that I can make some value. I'm going to buy their raw cards centered and have somebody else like like Brett or John or somebody that knows what they're doing look at those cards and say, yeah, it's got to, you know, I'm like, what are you actually saying? They're like, like this has a chance to gem 10, okay? Has a chance to be mint. And the increase, I mean, the profit there is huge, huge. So I've been buying liquid cards, raw, centered, sent them to PSA. And, uh, and at the same time, in the meantime, I've watched some of those players' cards not do so, not do so well. Thank you, LaMelo. Thank you, Anthony Edwards. Some players, like I said, like I, their, their values, their prices are still going down. So if I were to sell my Anthony Edwards's right now, I'd lose money. If I were to sell my John Morant's, I'd lose money. If I were to sell some of my Giannis's and LeBron's, you get what I'm saying. So there's a time to, to buy and a time to sell. Uh, I want to talk about several players in specific as we go through this. But you, if you're new at this, um, I just want to appoint you as the CEO of your own sports card collecting business. Okay, you are in charge. Don't let somebody else tell you when to buy. Don't let that voice of fear of missing out. Oh, man, I, I got to buy because this card's just been going up and up and up. Maybe, guys, the card that's been going up and up and up and up, it's it's right time now to not buy it. <laughs> we, are, we aren't in the business of buying high and then selling low. I would say, look at what could be the next card to go up and up and up and up. And like, if I could tell the future, you know, that, hey, this month it was Laurie Markinen, but next month it's R.J. Barrett. I don't know, right? I don't know. I know who I hope it is. I know players that I like and that I think are going to make that jump, but I can't tell you. What I can do is guess and hedge my guesses by buying low, by buying raw cards that I can grade and get them graded quickly, right? By buying more than one guy at that rate. So I'm not putting all of my my investable monies into one card of Kawhi Leonard. He's coming back. Yay. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Crap. You know what I'm saying? But invest in several players. That's one reason I haven't splurged and spent 200 bucks on a Tyrese Maxey autograph card because I'm like, I've got enough maxi. It does not make sense for Gary to just keep buying maxis and say, I can't, I can't help it. You guys, I got to keep up the maxi fan club. Like, no, I, I have already invested a lot in maxi. What I need to do is say, all right, what are, what are some of the other guys on that list? What are some of the other players that, you know, is the fact that I don't love Trey Young's style or the villain that he is. Is that a reason not to buy his cards right now? Absolutely not. Trey Young, if I can get a great deal on a Trey Young rookie, I like it. And you guys, you guys know that it, it, it's so funny. If you've listened to our podcast for a while, there are guys that Gary mentions semi regularly. They wind up on his fantasy team too, but semi regularly, I'm mentioning them. And then out of the blue, some sometimes I'll drop a name like, "Yeah, Trey Young." Well, part of it's because I I'm reminded that I need to diversify. In fact, the the downward slopes in the market sometimes remind me I need to 
you go back to that 4G investing plan and say the four G's. Ready? Guesses. Stay with me. Guesses. Good players. Great players and goats. Guesses, good, great goats. Four levels. And if all I'm doing is buying guesses, well, then it's, I mean, that, that's fun to speculate. But I'm putting all of my investable money, talk about when to buy. Maybe, maybe when to buy is when there's a, an, an area like great players or goats that you don't have a lot in yet. And you see, they might be down right now. You know, they might be down right now because the market's down. Okay, are you, are you willing to buy? Here's another thing that I've been saying, and I don't know if this is fair <clears throat> towards some of you sellers, but I've been saying, look, I, I, when I say saying, I mean, I've just been thinking inside my head. Like, I, I have enough cards to call myself a collector and enjoy the cards that I have and wait till the all-star game and the playoffs for selling opportunities in the NBA, right? Um, in the meantime, I can say, you know what? Um, Maxi autograph card, Anthony Simons, red cracked ice rookie, Pascal Siakam, National Treasures, auto patch cards. Like there are cards that I would I would like to have Keldon Johnson silver prisms. I just don't. And if I wanted to spend the money, I mean, it's there. I'm like, nope, it's not time yet. It is not time yet. And sometimes you have to burn through your own impatience or learn from the school of hard knocks and say, you know what? I bought too soon or I bought too much or I, I ripped open that wax. Donk, you know, donk, dang it. Dong it. <laughs> like I, that's my, my Russian accent. Dong it. I, we got to make our own mistakes sometimes to learn from them. And it's like the price of education, I guess, in cards. But, but where I'm at with this is I don't have to buy. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but if I, if I really want a little square picture of a player like Desmond Bain, I can actually just screenshot on my phone and boom, I've got a little picture of Desmond Bain. I don't, I don't need to spend a hundred bucks for one right? There is no rush. I hope that's one of the things you take home from this podcast, you guys. There is no rush. I'm even looking at Laurie Markkinen cards and saying, you know, what if this continues for another two weeks, another month? What, what if Utah, who hosts the All-Star game this year, I mean, what if they wind up with an All-Star or two? Will we wish we had even now bought into Laurie Markkinen or Jordan Clarkson or I can't even name more of their players. Kelly Olynyk, like what? Maybe, maybe. But if I miss out on that, who cares? Right? Who cares? Don't let the fear of missing out call your shots for you. You are in charge of your budget. Okay. You are in charge of the timing. If you're like, man, I re- but I but I really need this. I really got like why? Because I got to complete the set. Do you? Do you? I'm like maybe you do, and that's a healthy goal. That's fun. But do I have to overpay for it? I mean, can I, can I wait a couple of weeks till it's cheaper? Can I wait till somebody else who's a more motivated seller comes around? Because sometimes people are motivated to sell, you guys. And I'm like, that's when I want to be ready to buy. That's, that's the time when, it, when to buy. Yeah, but it already hit a bottom. Um, all right. Did it? Why do you have to have that card? All that to say, I think, I think one, of the, one of the deals with basketball cards right now in 2022 and heading into next year is there are so many options. I mean, just when you think they're done coming out with Cade Cunningham cards, boom, select first off the line. I want to say select, you, you have no right to call that first off of anything. Like it should be select 48th off of the back page. Like you are, 
Mosaic's not even out yet. What, what are we doing with all these options and us saying, we got to get, we got to have, we got to break, we got to spend. Nope. Basketball card 101. Guys, I'm your friend. You're not paying me to tell you this. I'm telling you because I care about you buying and selling. And, the, and the, if you're a beginner in this, maybe you've got friends that, that they'll say, hey, this is a good buy. This is a good buy. But what if it's not yet? I've never said, uh, I think I've said this before on a recent episode, I've never held on to my money and regretted it with cards. Never. Sometimes it's because I find a better deal an hour later or a week later or the price drops and I'm like, hey, thank you very much. You know, one of the things I did, and then I'll get to a break, is a lot of you know I wanted a LeBron James tops graded rookie with him in the white draft night suit. I wanted that card. I've wanted it for three years, three plus years. And when I first was starting to look at it, that card was $650 for a PSA 8. Well, nobody wants a PSA 8 unless it's a LeBron James rookie. Okay, tops and looks awesome. So, but I waited, I waited. I almost bought when it was at 500. The market was going back down or a market correction back down and then came the offseason and then another offseason. And the LeBron James rookie card dipped all the way down to less than $350, kids. And I'm the guy who was like, I wanted it at $650. Do I believe it's going to go up eventually again? Yep. Yep. Does it have to go up tomorrow for me to be glad I got it for around $300? Nope. I mean, I, I was patient, waited more than a year and a half to buy a card that I'm happy to hold on to because he's a goat and it's a great card and I could sell it right now and break even at least or make a few dollars or I could just say I learned a lesson (laughs) I waited to get a card that I love and maybe that'll help you figuring out when to buy and when to sell and let's take a break Welcome back, everybody. This is Gary continuing today's episode, Basketball Card 101. In fact, there's been a series of those episodes here on our podcast. So if you are new to the whole basketball cards thing or want some more input on buying, selling, and all the questions like what brands are out there? Where should I buy my cards? How do I take care of my cards? Which players should I buy? Like all that stuff. We talk about that on a regular basis, but our Basketball Card 101 episodes, like Josh has been plowing through. Josh, shout out as you're walking around the neighborhood. Main man, jerseys, let's go. Dude, uh, listen to the Basketball Card 101 episodes. In fact, uh, I'm I'm not going to tell you answers that aren't true. I'm not going to tell you what to do. What I'm going to do is give you a framework, give you some tools for the tool belt, then you got to go to work. You got to do the cool modi, go to work, figure it out, buy, sell, do, do you. Don't, don't collect what other people want to collect. Don't invest in Anthony Simons just because I said so and that he's way better than Davion Mitchell and it's not even close. I don't know why I even mentioned the two in the same paragraph on my podcast. I probably just lost 18 listeners. Can you believe you mentioned Davion Mitchell? No, I can't. I can't believe I mentioned him. I'm sorry. But you can buy who you want to buy, right? You can buy and collect. There is, there's just a framework here. You know, if I, if I said... I want to talk for a moment with you about when to sell cards, okay? When to sell your cards. I'm going to give you some tools to put in that old tool belt. I'm going to give you some apps to put on your home screen, if you know what I'm saying. 
I'm going to give you some resources. Anyway, you, you're like, dude, just, just tell me the thing so I can go do the thing. All right, when to sell your cards. Uh, sell your cards on December 26th at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No sooner and no later. 4 o'clock, okay? That's all. See you next week. No, just kidding. I would never tell you, hey, now is the time to sell. Now. No, 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 no. You don't know. You don't know. But here's the tools that I could say go in your tool belt. Uh, you can sell cards. I'm going to give you five tools. Ready? Sell when you can use that money to buy something better. Sell when you can take some profits. Sell when you no longer see a jump in that card's value in the near future. Sell when you have a motivated buyer. And sell when the NBA is on the top of everybody's minds. Not rocket science, but those are the tool belt. That, those are the things. That's your screwdriver, your protractor, your level, your plumb bob for the sump crock. Like you, you have got the stuff now. Five things. You can sell it in, in one of these five ways. One of these five things is happening. I mean, I think maybe the ideal is when all five of these. This could be like your dashboard. How about that? If all five of these lights are green, you go ahead and sell that thing, right? Sell your jaw, sell your aunt, sell your Steph Curry, whatever it is, five, th- five times when you can get something better with the money. And that could be a card. That could be a date at, you know, Twisted Olive or something. That could be something else you want to get. You want to do something else with that money? It's your, it's your life. People, it is your life. Don't let anybody get on and say, well, Gary made me buy Desmond Bain's silver refractor. Guess I got to go buy Desmond Bain. Uh, no, I actually, nobody, nobody's saying that, right? Nobody's telling you what to buy. But you can sell when you can get something better. Number two, sell when you can take some profit. How much profit? I ain't telling you. Some people are like, hey, I'm going to buy at 60% of comps and sell at 90%. And then I make the 30% in between. And I'm like, that is a good strategy. In fact, sometimes I'm going to I'm going to hijack that strategy and I'm going to say, yeah, man, splash hit. That is such a good I'm going to do it. And other times I'll be like, yeah, I just want that card. Or, yeah, we're, we're, we got to remember that this this card comps thing, it isn't limited to 100 percent. It's limited to what's the future value of this card, because it could be like going down to 90 percent comps next week. It could be going up like Laurie Markinen did, but. I'm going to sell when I can take profit. I'm going to sell when I no longer see a jump in future values. Like, what do we have to look forward to about Devin Booker this year? Okay, uh, here's what I can tell you. Devin Booker is going to average close to 30 points a game. If he stays healthy, he's going to be an all-star. His team will make it past the first round of the playoffs. After that, I got nothing. Devin's going to do stuff Devin already did. So for him, there's no steps up. Oh, one more all-star game where he doesn't start. Nice job, Devin. One more postseason where we are reminded Chris Paul is old and the Suns can't guard anybody unless they have Mikel Bridges try to guard every player on the court. They can't do it. They're not going to win the NBA championship. All right? The Suns just don't have it. So if they do, like if if you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, I got Phoenix. He doesn't know what we got in Cameron Johnson. He hasn't seen campaign take over the third quarter like he did last night. That Gary from Poops and Cards, he's crazy. I'm going Suns and six. Okay, then buy your Devin Bookers because you see 
another jump in sight for his cards. What I'm saying is a jump would be, when is that player going to do something he's never done? Because at that time, maybe a card will do something it's never done. Do you feel me? We look at Luka Doncic, and there's a lot of people that really want him to be the MVP because look at the numbers and look at the team, and he's got no help. And I wouldn't tell Christian or or Spencer that, but he's got no help again, and he's going to be a fourth seed again. Like, Luka, he's not winning the MVP either. He's just not. I'm sorry. Actually, I could be wrong on that. You're going to eat your words, Gare. You're going (laughs) to... If you believe he's going to win the MVP, then by all means, buy low on Luka Doncic, who could have a big all-star performance. He could have a big playoff performance, and he could be the MVP. If you believe that stuff, then maybe it's time to buy because you can see a jump in the future. But it's time to sell if you no longer see a jump in the future. Like I'm looking at Chris Paul going, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't see a big moment coming up for you. Number four, when you have a motivated buyer, obviously. Like if, you, if you're running around looking for buyers and you keep dropping your price and you're sending out offers, you got an asking price on eBay of $100, you're sending out offers for 60 and nobody's biting, that's a problem. You, you, uh, obviously, I mean, I feel sorry for you, but I'm like, you don't have any motivated buyers at the time, so I wouldn't sell. If, you, if, if at all possible, don't sell unless you have a motivated buyer, somebody who's a big fan of Devin Booker or it's a timing and if somebody's like trying to buy them all up before the rest of us do. Fine, sell it to that guy. Sell it to that girl. Number five, when the NBA is top of mind. Don't think, you know what? When I see Grant Williams blow up again in the playoffs, that's when I'm going to buy. And then two months later, when the offseason comes, I'll sell him and buy football cards. No. No, that's like a plan to fail. That's like saying, I'm going to buy at the top of the Grant Williams market, Davey. Don't do this. And I'm going to sell at the very bottom of the basketball. No, no. I gave you five tools. You got to use them for them to be effective. You can't be like, when there's an opportunity to fix something or to make some money or to flip cards and, and be glad you did. Like, you can't be like, well, I got my tool belt. Gary gave me a little podcast. He said things like, sell stuff when you can get something better. Sell stuff when you can take profits. Sell stuff when you no longer see a jump in the near future for that player's card values. Sell stuff when you have a motivated buyer and sell stuff when the NBA is top of mind. You can't look at those tools and say, all right, got my tool. You actually have to use them, right? If you got to go like fix the plumbing in your bathroom sink and you walk in there and you just set the tools down and you go like, take that sink. Look at my tools, baby. But if you don't use the tools, nobody's going to fix that sink. Nothing's going to get better. You're not going to see a steady flow of water down the drain. You're pulling out hairballs. You know what I'm saying? You got to use the tools. Another tool that I love, by the way, is some people do this is when you buy a card, or like before you go to buy a card, before you even like consider buying a card, before you even research the card market, do you have a plan of when you want to sell it? In fact, members of our Hoops Plus program, our supporters for $4.99 a month, they get extra podcasts, they get extra content, they get prizes mailed to them every so often, cards, spoiler alert, they're cards, but you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and cards forward slash subscribe and join Hoops Plus. But we did a Hoops Plus episode a few weeks ago where it was like, hey, here's your three-month buying and selling plan. And you basically pick when is the NBA going to be top of mind for people? Because I tell you when it's not right now. People don't care. I know you're listening to a basketball podcast. I care. 
You care. We all care that De'Aaron Fox just dominated the Cavaliers last night. We care about the NBA. We bought cards that we hope will go up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find any Laurie Markkinen's in people's dollar boxes, but I'm still looking for them. Like we care about basketball card values, but most of the sports card world, they're not there yet, guys. That, 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 that group has not arrived. They're still buying and selling Jalen Hurts and football cards. And they're saying, man, Joe Burrow's still doing it. Is he though? I mean, like they're looking at their quarterbacks. They're looking at their world cup cards and they're like, Oh, world cup prism just dropped. Rawr, 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 rawr. Like love how I impersonate other people. <laughs> like <laughs> think about it. Uh, basketball, they're, they're not thinking. And that's a large portion of people who at some point in the next six months, they're really going to care and spend on cards. It may not be as much as it was in the explosive boom of 2021 in the pandemic when all the card values tripled, like, Hey, uh, it's not walking through the door. My friends, we're not going back to that mountain anytime soon, but we are going to say, Hey, uh, there's no football on super bowl's over. There's no baseball on it's snowing out, right? There's no soccer. The world cup's over. There's no F one. I don't even know what F one is. So I'm not even going to say anything about it right now. They're going to say NBA All-Star Weekend. Can you believe how well the Jazz are playing? Can you believe how many points a game Shea Gilgis-Alexander is still averaging? Can you believe Zion's injured again? No, they're not going to say that. Can you believe Zion's still healthy? They're going to be talking about the NBA. They're going to be talking about teams making deals at the trade deadline. They're going to be talking about teams that are tanking for Victor Wembenyama. They're going to be talking about playoff races and MVP hunts and who's the most improved player this season. Is it Laurie Morgan? And I don't know. Man, I had so much caffeine today. I love you guys. I'm sorry that I get crazy once in a while. But here's what I'm saying. You can look at when NBA cards are going to be front and center in the whole sports world and say playoffs. Yeah. All-star game. Yeah. Awards like MVP, Rookie of the Year. Look at my Paolo Bancaro. That guy is on fire. Mm. Or when a player does something that he's never done before and carries his team to the top of the conference. Or a player returns from injury and surprises the world that he's still Jamal Murray and can take it over a game at any time. Or a guy's in a new scenery, new setting, and all of a sudden Spida is an MVP candidate like he should have been for the last five years. Donovan Mitchell. What are the things happening that are new? What are the moments to look forward to? Can you wait? Can you wait just a little while for those moments that are going to happen? I can't tell you which players are going to go off. I can just tell you which guys I think are going to continue doing well. And I've already mentioned most of their names today. It's hard not to love Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And there are players that if you listen back through the last year of podcasts, that I've just been waiting for them to get their opportunity Uh, Whether it's somebody recent, like the last year or two, Cameron Thomas getting more minutes now that Kyrie is out and he's scoring points and he looks really good. Anthony Simons getting more minutes because he's a starter now. And even when Dame Lillard's out, he gets to take over the offense. He's doing great. Bones Highland. Dude. Bones Highland. I should do a whole episode about Bones Highland and stat analysis. I need to get my friend Keith in on that because it is it is very interesting what, what Denver has on their hands there with Bones and Michael Porter Jr. But I just gave you, this is a long episode. Thanks for tracking with us. When to sell, when you can get something better, you can take profit, you can see a future pop in that card value or that player's performance. You got a motivated buyer and the NBA is top of mind. There's your tools, people. 
I am so glad you listen. I'm so glad you are with us. I love hearing from you. Give me a shout out. Uh, email me, Gary at hoopsandcards.com, Gary at hoopsandcards.com, or the Instagram, right? Hoops and Cards. Wait, no, at Hoops and Cards. Also, you can go to hoopsandcards.com. We updated the blog finally. We're going over like the last, uh, the top 30 preseason player picks and, and some updates there. But hoopsandcards.com. I mentioned market movers, so I'm not going to that well again. Uh, NBA, a lot of games this week. Uh, by the way, NBA League Pass is sweet. We got it three months for free. Thank you, Fanatics, or whoever it was that sent us that thing. We got NBA League Pass. So I'll be giving you some more updates and how fun it was yesterday to, to actually flip through the channels and be like, I actually get to watch this player that I've heard about or I've seen clips about, but I get to watch a full half for a full game of that player and uh or if i don't feel like it i can switch to another game and watch some more bones highland so that's what i did that's what i did you do you basketball cards 101 buy and sell when you want to but it's good to have tools and and ways to think about it if you have any questions feedback ideas maybe you can see some more good opportunities in the future please give us a message hey we've got the discord community love for you to join that guys it's been real Looking forward to uh, catching up with you in this adventure as uh, we move forward. Let me know what you're buying, what you're proud of. Let me know some things you've learned along the way, and uh, let's get after it. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?